The Drew Mariani Show. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. It's 29 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com, filling in for Drew today, taking your calls at 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. I was... We always have abortion in the news. It's going to be even more so. I'm down here in Texas where, of course, there's a new law here that's at the center of a big controversy. The Supreme Court has accepted the Dobbs case out of Mississippi for the next term. That's the one that directly challenges Roe, uh, sort of taking up Chief Justice John Roberts's uh, challenge about the fact that nobody had actually directly uh, tried to challenge Roe v. Wade. Uh, they've tried to nibble around the edges, so Mississippi's uh, Dobbs Law is designed to do just that. Uh, we're going to be talking about this for quite some time. Today in the House, uh, on a 218-211 vote, the House of Representatives voted to legalize abortion uh, through uh, all 40 weeks of pregnancy. Now, that is a fairly meaningless vote because it's never going to get to, I doubt that the Senate's even going to take it up. And even if the Senate did take it up, it would not, it would not pass. It, at the very least, it would be filibustered um, prior to getting a, a vote. And so it's uh, what we would call performative politics. And it's the, the House's way of trying to take advantage of the controversy over these court cases that are uh, coming up out of Texas and Mississippi. But abortion is about more than just court cases. It's about lost lives. It's about damaged lives as well. And joining us now to talk a little bit about that is Nathan Masirian. He's a world leader in search engine marketing, but he's also the chief operating officer of a group called Support After Abortion. He's been a leader in helping men deal with the after effects of abortion, something that's been really neglected in the larger world and even in the church. But Support After Abortion, an affiliate of Pro-Love Ministries, the group started by former Planned Parenthood Clinic Director Abby Johnson, great friend of the show, is sponsoring a retreat on October 16th called Unraveling the Roots of Men's Trauma. This is going to be completely free and online, so anyone can participate from anywhere. You can find out more about this at supportafterabortion.com, and that's what we're talking about. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I, I, we can talk. I mean, we we can talk ad infinitum, right? About the law, about the court, about about the ins and outs of strategy and all that type of thing. And we do. And it's and it's it's necessary. And it's good to discuss all that. It's good to hash all that out. But I think that for those of us who are sort of immersed in this fight, uh, to to one extent or another. I mean, I mean, people you know, people like Abby Johnson, people like yourself, are really immersed in this fight. Those of us who are in radio and on commentary, uh, are are immersed in parts of, the, uh, of this fight. We do sometimes lose fact, uh, lose sight of the fact that we're talking about real people, real damage, uh, not just the yeah. lives that are lost by the babies, but the lives that are damaged. Sometimes damaged uh, profoundly. The men and women who go through this, and I think the men really do get lost in this. It's uh, there's a lot of focus on the women who get damaged, and rightfully so. But men yeah. get damaged in this too, and I, I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So what we've learned at Support After Abortion is there wasn't enough information available to really understand how men are hurting. And you and I are both guys, and and it's typical for most men not to talk about painful subjects. It's typical for most men not to talk about something 
especially sensitive uh, about abortion. So the board president of Support After Abortion commissioned a one-of-a-kind research study done with a consumer research independent firm in the United States this year, actually did two studies. They spoke directly to men who have had an abortion. And what we learned is that men are indeed, 72% of the respondents said they are hurting after an abortion decision. And what you and your listeners might find surprising is, well, this is supposed to be a women's topic. How in the fact are men hurting? And what we've learned, and, and I'll let you jump in here too, of course, is that the hurt is really described as a term I've learned called lost fatherhood. And the way God has made a man and woman to come together to create a baby, yes, that bonding is happening in a very special way for the woman, but also for the man, he's anticipating being a dad. And what's that going to be like? What will I do with my child? What are the activities that I'll do? Things that guys do to bond with children. And when an abortion happens, that bond is, is broken. That opportunity to be a father is lost. And so what we're learning is that description of lost fatherhood creates a traumatic experience, creates a deep wound. And what we want to do is be able to provide hope and healing to men who have experienced that wound. That's the whole idea between our online conference coming up in October 16th, which you've mentioned. And I mean, I think that part of the reason you talk about the reluctance of men to discuss their feelings. And I think that that's just true Mm -hmm. innately anyway. I mean, that's, that's maybe, maybe it's a little less true than it would have been, you know, 30, 40 years ago or, you know, 50, 60 years ago. And we've come a little bit, we've come, I wouldn't say we've come a long way in that, but we've come some ways on that. Uh, And that helps with men dealing with all sorts of different kinds of trauma. But I think in this particular case, there is a sense that um, men are not are not allowed to have a legitimate voice in this, that they can't legitimately be a a voice in this debate because abortion and pregnancy is all about the woman and not about the man. And and this gets filtered in a number of different ways, Nathan. Again, we're talking with Nathan Nasirian and taking your calls at 888-914-9149. But primarily, it's whenever men talk about the abortion as as policy in the the policy debate, the inevitable, inevitably what is said is, well, you're a man, you don't have any role in this discussion. Why don't you just shut up and sit down and listen? And I mean, that really does that really does ignore the biology of reproduction. And there's, yeah. there's, there are two people yeah. involved in this. And, and the woman certainly mm-hmm. has the more significant ongoing gestational role, but that doesn't mean that the man doesn't have a part of this. And I think that that's one of the things that keeps men on the sidelines and, and closed off to getting the help they need. Let me share uh, some things I've learned from some mental health uh, experts who um, have been counseling men, particularly Uh, with a Christian focus for the last 25 years. What they've taught me through this process of uh, facilitating uh, men who are healing from abortion decisions is that at the point that a man is is confronted with an unplanned pregnancy or an abortion decision, this is actually not the first time that he's encountered some sort of trauma. And what we've learned is that in his childhood, typically uh, a man has experienced already physical abuse, We've learned that one in five men have experienced some form of sexual abuse. And so by the time, and so there's trauma that's there as a child, okay? 
And right. when they come to this moment of an unplanned pregnancy, they are typically the man does not move to logic. He moves actually to this traumatic fight or flight syndrome. And so it's typical for a man to say in our society, what do you want to do? As he says to the, to the woman, or I'll support your decision. And what our hope would be is with this particular conference and with our overall uh, counseling ministry is to be able to say, we need to go back and help heal the past trauma and include that abortion decision as part of it. And so we come with this approach of not blaming the man for that decision. We understand that some men do force that decision. Men in our culture, you might agree, are generally seen as perpetrators. And so that's a cultural um, influence that's put on men that would be a reason for a Uh, an individual who says, well, I don't want to be seen as a perpetrator, and so I'll culturally stuff down my feelings and not talk about it. Let me just add one more thing. This particular mental health counselor that I've spoken to quite extensively, he's explained that what our society is allowing for more open conversations are things that, as you said earlier, you haven't heard in the past generations like alcoholism. Today it's more common, maybe even at a restaurant, to hear somebody say, I'm an AA or I'm a recovering um, uh, uh, from drug addiction. These are more common. Those used to be hush-hush. Our goal will be, in the future, how can we bring this abortion conversation to be as open in that discussion as now we can talk about alcoholism. There's still a need for healing. And, and while I'm not an expert in AA, we understand that there's a lifelong journey that it takes to heal. And, and what we're learning with providing healing for men is a lifelong journey to help them heal from not just one decision, but maybe a history of decisions that have been in their past. So, and again, we're talking with uh, Nathan Masirian, and uh, the website is supportafterabortion.com, supportafterabortion.com. And, and I, I want to make sure that we're kind of staying away from the politics of this. I mean, I know it, it's part of the That's conversation, right. uh, Nathan, and, and you're not. I mean, just want to make sure that we're sort of framing this um, uh, helpfully, because this isn't about arguing, but this, your effort here is not about arguing about the politics. And the politics uh, is not any part of our, our focus. It is about the person who's been injured from an abortion right. decision. And, right. and not everybody needs right. it. Let me just be clear. We're simply not saying uh, that everybody is hurting. We're simply saying if you are hurting, and in particular our focus this year is if you're a man and are hurting, there is hope and you're not alone. So I just want to come back and emphasize exactly what you're saying is we're about the person and provide hope and healing to those who need it. Right. And this is this is where, really where the, where the effort is at. It's it's aimed at, at men yeah. who need to be able to deal with this and who yeah. don't feel supported in being able to talk about this. Not about the politics of it, not about telling Correct. You know, this is a, this is not a an effort to, you know, it's not a how to seminar on, on how to, you know, talk your you know, your girlfriend or your wife out of an abortion. That's not what this is going on. This is about people who are That's right. are hurting and people who are trying to find healing. So uh, tell us a little bit about the, the work that you're already doing. I mean, I know that you're already doing this even prior to this yeah. um, event on October 16th. We're going to get to that after the break. But um, no tell us a little bit about what you've already, what you're already experiencing in that regard. Thank you for that opportunity. And again, it's a real gift to be on the show today. I just want to say thank you again. So one of the things that's really powerful uh, that's also impacted me is, is having the opportunity to firsthand listen to men share their story. 
and it is something that is uncommon. And I've had the opportunity, I'll even say the word privilege, to, to earn the trust of men who've had multiple abortions, been involved in those. Uh, some didn't have a voice. It was done without their consent. Uh, others um, paid for it. And so I've had an opportunity to hear the range. What's most impactful to me is since they've made that decision, the ramifications are powerful. It's they can live with deep regret. I have one person who um, regularly reminds me that when he drives home from work and he sees his neighbor, literally his next door neighbor, playing ball with his son, he thinks to himself, that could have been me. Now, God has blessed him with, with another child, which is a wonderful blessing and a, and a treasured gift, but yep. he's in some ways haunted, plagued, by what could have been. And, and that real sense of losing a life is, is very powerful, sometimes very present. And you might, we might generally think about men who aren't in touch with their feelings, but I found those who are wounded by abortion, often uh, it's, it's quite under the surface. And oftentimes there are other issues that present themselves that make it confusing. I'll just give one other example I've, I've observed and learned is, is anger. Oftentimes we see anger in a man as, well, that's part of who a man is. We've learned to ask the question, why is that? Why is there such anger for what would seem like an innocuous topic? Um, we've also talked to counselors who might be, let's say, marriage therapists, and their couple comes in. What we're encouraging counselors to think about, leaders in the pregnancy movement, when couples come in, let's say, for an ultrasound or a pregnancy test, is to ask the question on the intake form. Have you experienced pregnancy loss in the past? Or have you experienced a miscarriage loss, even an abortion loss? What we find, believe it or not, that question is rarely asked. And when I had a chance to interview one particular pregnancy center in Florida, I learned that 40% of the men who were sitting in the waiting room waiting to find out if their girlfriend was pregnant, have 40% had already had an abortion experience. Wow. And those men left unhealed, guess what, will have a high degree of influence over the decision of what that girl's going to do with the baby that she's carrying. And so that's why our passion is, is for those who are looking for healing, there is a way to be healed. There is a process to be healed. Um, we've partnered with an author in, 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 in Indiana, and he's used the 12-step method to create a parallel healing process from abortion. So we just hope to bring new ideas to the table. We're not saying support after abortion is the only way to get healing. Our passion is to be a catalyst, to try some new healing methods along with our partners, and then really empower our listeners, lay counselors, pregnancy centers, churches, dioceses, uh, healing programs to say there are different ways to interact with men. If I could add one more thing that we've learned, we've learned that men heal differently than women. Often in a pregnancy center world, you might expect to see a, uh, a, a, a room with um, eight chairs facing each other. That's not an environment that a man's going to feel comfortable to walk into. It's not that right. a man can't do it, but, but this one-on-one -on -one approach, this idea of protecting their anonymity, um, wanting to talk to another man who's personally experienced abortion, these are, the, these are the new approaches that we're trying to bring to light. And just let the world know there are ways to provide healing and hope. 
just quickly, Nathan, we're, we're coming up to a break, and after the break, I want to talk about the event itself. What's the feedback that you've gotten sure. from the um, from the pregnancy crisis centers with which you've partnered on this issue? Mm. So what the pregnancy centers have said two things. is One is, wow, we didn't realize that there should be a different way we should approach men because what they were doing is what has worked for them for the last 30 or 40 years, which is to do a, I'll call it a traditional approach. The second part is they ask, how do we get trained on this? And so one of the unique things that our organization is, is doing this fall is we're hosting also a free monthly webinar to provide training to pregnancy center leaders, counselors to model how you can talk to a man, how you can encourage your, your volunteers to do that and empower them to provide healing locally. So those are the key things we're hearing from, from pregnancy centers. Well, and I think this, it gets back to the idea that when you're trying to solve a situation, when you're trying to deal with, with human beings and pain, it's, it's, it's really necessary to delve into how they process that and how they, how they get past it. And it's not just That's right. men and women. It's also individuals. It's, it's also cultural. There are a lot of different layers to this. And so it's not something that you can just do with a with a single sheet and a a single approach and i think that that's one of the interesting things about supportforabortion.com and uh, nathan masirian we're going to talk to him more about this particular event take your calls at 888-914-9149 i'm ed morrissey filling in for drew mariani we'll be right back Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Drew Mariani is here for you on Relevant Radio. Filling in for Drew today, taking your calls at 888-914-9149. Just want to offer a real quick quote here, and this is from uh, today's uh, National Catholic Register. Uh, Archbishop uh, Salvatore Cordiglione speaking uh, about the Women's Health Protection Act, which I mentioned at the uh, beginning of the last segment, and uh, says it's uh, basically sanctioning child sacrifice. He's urging us to pray and fast over this. And I, I want to, this one quote here, though, is, I think, really germane to our, t our, our conversation here with Nathan, Nathan Masirian. This is what Archbishop Cordiglione had to say. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The answer to a woman in a crisis pregnancy is not violence, but love. This is America. We can do better. And that's, uh, that's a quote from Archb Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione. And uh, Nathan Masirian, of course, from supportafterabortion.com. We're going to talk about his event here, uh, Unraveling the Roots of Men's Trauma. I, I would say that that applies to the men, too. I mean, I, I would, I'll, I'll just recast this with um, Archbishop Cordiglione. Apologies to Archbishop Cordiglione, but I think it still captures the essence of what he's saying. The answer to a man in the wake of an abortion is not recrimination, but love. And you know, reaching out to hopefully heal and therefore to uh, restore uh, the dignity of that person so that in the future they are 
uh, focused on on life. And uh, Nathan, I think that's part of what uh, men go through here is recrimination in, in multiple different ways. Yes, men can feel the men can feel the guilt. Men can feel shame, and and what we say is, um, there is a path for healing. Uh, there is a a way to make amends for what's taken place. Um, we believe God does give us the grace for healing, and and that's part of the hope that we have. Um, we've also just put a process in place, a, a methodology. Uh, that helps do that. One of our uh, our CEO, uh, Lisa Rowe, wrote a book, uh, Unraveling the Roots, and it's a it's a very educational process, a step-by-step user guide that helps people walk through how do I go from deep hurt and trauma with a love, acceptance, and a path towards coming to terms with that decision and then moving through that. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It does mean you come to understand that that was a decision that um, you would not make again, and there is a way forward to care about life. I'll just add a, a positive thing that I've also seen. Men who've come through an abortion experience often are looking for ways to give back, and believe it or not, uh, we've seen opportunities for an increase in volunteers at schools, parishes, um, in local nonprofits that are serving kids, where men who've experienced abortion, as part of their desire to give back and to heal, want to volunteer. And so this might be surprising, but to the pregnancy centers who might be listening to this call, we are finding that if you provide healing for men, you may also see your volunteer base increase. Your donors might see an increase in the people that you reach. And I know that might sound a little marketing-like, but we're saying there is an underserved or misserved population that beyond healing, they're ready and willing to give back in many cases. It's quite exciting. It's, yeah, it's exciting because it's it's finding allies. I mean, it's not even so much about the you know about finding donors. It's about finding the allies, and that's it's about it's about right. allowing people to rediscover their their dignity and their humanity yeah. by through yeah. this healing process. Uh, all right, so yeah. unraveling the roots of men's trauma, October sixteenth, uh, nine a.m. to four p.m. Eastern time. And this is an online event. Tell us a little bit about the event, how, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, and what people can expect when they, when they go into this. Oh, thank you so much. So there is a specific website called menhealingfromtrauma.com. Menhealingfromtrauma.com. You can also still visit supportafterabortion.com and get to the same place. But I think what is exciting and maybe surprising is why is the conference called Unraveling the Roots of Men's Trauma? And the reason is we find that men are more willing to first talk about presenting issues like we talked about in the earlier segment, alcoholism, maybe sex addiction, um, addicted to drugs, other relationship problems. And so we designed the conference in a way that's very inclusive, that says no matter what pain you've experienced as a man, could it be a could be abuse as a child, physical or sexual? Could be decisions that you've made, including an abortion decision. Come and see that you're not alone. And so I want to communicate two things. Yes, this is for the man himself who's hurt, but we think the power is in bringing leaders, church leaders, lay leaders, pregnancy center leaders, and counselors to this conference to listen firsthand. Here's what's powerful: listen firsthand how men tell their story, because believe it or not, it's pretty rare 
to hear a man tell his story. So they have several men who've experienced abortion and many other traumas. Lay it, lay it on the line. Be very black and white about it. It's very respectful, but it's painful to hear. But you also get to hear the steps that they're currently on in their healing journey. We also are going to facilitate live Q&A. So you mentioned it already, which I appreciate so much. It's free. It's unlimited in terms of attendance. But if you choose to join live, you can interact directly with our speakers and ask and submit your questions. Something that might surprise you is that this is not a typical, quote, pro-life event in the sense that we are not using the traditional speaker circuit, that these are uh, individuals who have served with support after abortion in lay capacities, as well as we've reached out to men who've experienced trauma. In this example, we're going to have uh, two former NFL players at, of different ages. Uh, each are younger than 40. And they're going to also talk about here are challenges of what it's like to be a man in society. Here's why it's hard to live from a values-based approach. And I'll just add one other exciting partnership, and uh, I'll let you jump in as well. But we've partnered with an organization called That Man Is You, and they have a men's small group model in over 700 dioceses around the world. And they've partnered with us in, in a way that says they know men are hurting but have not had an opportunity to know how to help men who are hurting with an abortion decision. So our afternoon session is designed to then just specifically focus on how to give training to volunteers, how to speak to men who've been hurt by abortion, to learn research that we've conducted firsthand, uh, led by our board president. You're going to hear from a, a trained uh, Christian mental health uh, clinician to explain how men heal differently and how the brain works. And then something a bit unique, for those who have been personally impacted and are ready, we're creating an online, real-time, what we call invitation to healing. We have one done by a priest, and then there'll be another one uh, through a Protestant pastor, and this is just a journey of hope. Um, it's not reconciliation. I want to be clear about that. It's just an opportunity to start to make the step, yes, I want to go forward to heal. And then more importantly, as soon as the conference is finished the following week, um, everyone who attends and registers, they will have unlimited access to go back and rewatch any of the uh, sessions which have been, which were live, but will be recorded because our hope is we want to be a catalyst. So keep coming back and using the resources that are here. This is a, a one-of-a-kind experience, and we just want to make that continue to be accessible for people even when it's finished. And I think, Nathan, we're talking again with Nathan Messerian from supportafterabortion.com. I think it's really important to emphasize that this is really for a, a very broad audience. And it's a very much different, and as you said, very much different than your normal uh, pro-life um, uh, ministry type of event. This is something that is really aimed at drilling down into this. And Nathan, again, I'm going to give you the last 20 seconds here. Thank you so much. Um, Please, please visit menhealingfromtrauma.com. It's sponsored by Support After Abortion. It is a, a one-day live conference that's going to go deep into how men hurt, how as leaders you can help men heal, and specifically how you can help men heal from trauma. We're really looking to attract leaders, men and women, and those who've been personally impacted by abortion. Uh, our team stands by to also provide healing throughout the conference. Everyone who attends gets unlimited access following the conference. 
We really just want to be an ongoing resource to provide healing to, to men who are typically overlooked in, in Nathan, the whole conversation. Nathan, we're going to have to leave it at that. Nathan Masserian, thank you so much. I'm Ed Morrissey filling in for Drew. We'll be right back.